sometimes embarrassing obstacles or things that they've, you know, mistakes they've made along the way. I always tell startups that when we do releases with embarrassing little anecdotes like that from their past, Inc. Magazine and Fast Company often pick that up. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today I am joined by Mickey Kennedy, and Mickey is the CEO and founder of eReleases. eReleases helps businesses have affordable PR representation. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Oh, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit more about, about eReleases. I, I feel like my introduction didn't quite do it justice. So we specialize in distributing press releases to the media. We do that through email sends as well as over the newswire through PR Newswire. We are act sort of as a co-op for small businesses and leverage discounts so that you can afford to go over the wire. The, the newswire charges $1,000 and up for a national press release. And that's included in our service as well as the email distribution. And our prices are between two to $400 on average for uh, initial press release. So typically, if I'm a small business and I just go to prnewswire.com or whatever, you say I'd pay about a thousand bucks per release. Correct for a national okay. release. But if I go through e-releases, it costs me two to four hundred, roughly. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's a custom national distribution they developed, taking into account who was already in our database, and they were looking to get access to small businesses. I had to pitch that we couldn't afford the rates that they were charging, so we did some win-win solutions like scheduling all of our releases for next business day, so that their overnight editorial team could set up the releases. Often they're not very busy, but but they have to be there in case there's breaking news or something going on in Asia. But they, they were idle most of the hours. So there's no additional labor for a lot of these releases for them. So we just put our heads together and thought of a win-win situation in which uh, small businesses and startups could get access to the newswire. Got it. So essentially, you're, you're figuring out a way to take advantage of their underutilized labor, if you will. And that ends up being a win for for you know, mom and pop small business shops who need to get a get a, a news release out there. Absolutely. Very cool. All right, is it just press releases? Are there any other parts to the service? We focus specifically on press releases, sending them out through email and over the newswire. We do offer writing services, but as anyone who does a search for press release template or press release sample, they're pretty not sophisticated. They're written in a very basic third-person style. The real important thing is not the writing, it's the strategy that went behind it. Why did you choose this thing to announce? And you wanna make sure that that when you do a press release that you have strategically chosen something that's more likely to get picked up rather than the opposite. Yeah. Got it. So, you know, for the small mom and pop shop who typically hasn't done press releases, what's some examples of when a small business should be thinking about doing a, a news release? I say all the time. The, the great thing about PR is leverage. We had someone that we donated a press release for last year during the pandemic. It got over 150 articles, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, all the food magazines and trade publications. Uh, it was called the Dining Bond Initiative, and it was set up to help restaurants that were closed down 
during the pandemic. And it was very positive at a time when there's a lot of negative news. So that, I think that was kind of why it lifted and did so well. Uh, generated millions of dollars in revenue, all from a single press release. And if they had paid for it, it'd be like you know $269 for that press release. And so uh, I challenge anybody, no matter how great of an ad they create or how good they are with Facebook, you know, try to turn $269 into several million dollars. It, it rarely, I don't think can happen, but with PR, that potential is always there because you put in a little bit of effort and you can get a lot more out of it. Now that one's probably a very extreme example, but we often have people who get, you know, between six and 14 articles written every time they do a press release because they're doing really strategic stuff and they're getting, you know, links for that. They're getting visitors, um, they're getting customers. And one of the things that we can say about the traffic that is generated from earned media is they rarely price shop. They want to do business with a company they just read about, whether it's a Kickstarter or a new company, they feel like it's a discovery and they have this warm feeling, they click through and they just buy. So they're really loyal customers and they're really profitable customers. Now, is it a numbers game? You know, So you put out a press release one time and you might not get any articles, but put it out another time and you, and, you, know, you get dozens or in that extreme case, over a hundred articles. Right. So you, you always want to do a proper PR campaign, which is usually four to eight press releases. Ideally, you've mapped out what most of them are going to be or what the majority of them are. It's okay to change it up as you go and have room for natural things that happen within your business that might be a milestone worth announcing. But doing several releases and being strategic with each one gives you a, a, a very high uh, hit rate as far as success. It's very rare that anyone who does strategic press releases, as I recommend, does six of them and doesn't get media attention. It, it just doesn't happen. You know, my number one strategic press release idea for anyone is to do a survey or study. And they work so well. There's uh, so many opportunities within your industry to, you know, get that out there and people want to know about it. And right now is a great time because we're in flux and people don't know what's going on in the industry. They don't know, for example, what's your, what are people's budgets right now? Are people planning on cutting back? Are they looking to start spending more? You know, being able to provide a, a survey and the results of one on a subject like that could be really, really beneficial within your industry and you would very likely get some media attention. So p paint a picture for me of what that strategy looks like. So you use use us as a guinea pig. Use Harmon Brothers. So if yeah. we were to say, okay, let's go, let's go build this study and build a press, you know, strategy around it. What does that look like? So basically, you would look at what's the industry that you're targeting, and um, you would then want to develop a survey geared towards that industry with questions that people would want to know the answers to right now. One of the things I always suggest is to throw one or two you know, left field questions in there, because sometimes they can create some lift or some interest and things like that. So the press release itself, you don't have to be that creative, but on the survey, you really want to make sure that you're covering lots of questions that people would want to know the answers to 
right now and maybe think of something that's a little quirky or a little far out that you, you just want to ask to get some results. You don't have to publish them, but if they do come in and they're interesting, that's certainly something that you can share. A lot of people are like, well, you know, my industry is X, but I wouldn't know who to send the survey to. And I, I do this with a lot of my clients. We just try to find a small independent trade association in their industry and reach out to them and say, Hey, would you be willing to send this link to your members? We're doing a survey and we'll mention you in the press release we'll be issuing over PR Newswire. And almost always these small trade associations get no love. So the fact that they'll get mentioned in a press release uh, really appeals to them. And it's just very simple of just sending the link to their members. Sometimes even just sharing it on social media is enough and you get the results, you tabulate them, figure them out, uh, generally put a page on your website where you publish the results and then write a press release about what was the most interesting things that you found in your survey and study and, you know, put a couple captivating quotes in there and, and then just publish and you should get results. I have uh, one client that does 30 to 40 surveys a year. They cover lots of different industries and lots of different verticals, most in the high tech space. And that people really look forward to getting those surveys because they're constantly checking that industry's temperature on a lot of hot button things that are really going on right now at this moment. And so they always get uh, between, I would say, 12 and, and 24 articles written for every press release they do. And they're doing, like I said, 30 to 40 of these a year. Wow. That's super fascinating. I'm sitting, the wheels in my head are spinning as we talk. And I'm like, hmm, I think we'll, we might need to go uh, spin this up here at Harmon Brothers. Give that, a, give that a whirl. Thank you for the... Thank you for the advice on that. Let's shift gears a little bit. So, Mickey, if you would, take us back in time and tell us a little bit about the journey of how you got here. Sure. So around 25 years ago, I was finishing up graduate school, uh, looking for a job. Uh, I was doing an MFA in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. I kind of felt like being a server was always in my back pocket and what I'd probably do. But I found out that after standing eight to 12 hours on your feet uh, a day, it, it's not something I really enjoyed. So I went and worked with a telecom startup. They liked that I could write very well. Um, well I was employee number three, so they're looking for someone who could do a little bit of everything. And one of those things was developing press releases and sending them out. At the time, it was on a cutting edge fax machine that held 100 numbers. <laughs> and unfortunately, we had 180 journalists we had to fax. So I would program 100 numbers, hit send. It would take all day. I'd delete all those numbers and then put 80 to 90 more back in there and hit send again. And we started getting people calling and saying, I got your press release. Could you just email it over? Uh, we published a lot of telecom numbers and statistics. And they said, it's just easier to cut and paste for Microsoft Word. And I mentioned it to my boss. I was like, it looks like emails the future of this. And he said, that it could be a good business there. And so I, I told him I was thinking about starting it. And he said, go for it. Can just continue to work your 60 hours a week here and we're good. <laughs> and so I spent a year contacting journalists, asking them if I could send them releases on various in, uh, industry subjects. Almost everybody, 20 
I guess that was about 24 years ago, said yes. And I launched almost 23 years ago with about 10,000 journalists in my database. And over the years, PR Newswire reached out to me and said, hey, uh, we, we see that you serve small businesses. We think it'd be great if you offered a Newswire distribution as well. And I said, I think it would be great if they didn't have to pay $1,000 to send a release nationally over you. And so we just sort of collaborated to figure out a win-win situation. You know, we don't want to take away their business, which is larger businesses and people who can afford a lot of bells and whistles. But we were really trying to carve out a way to serve small businesses and these micro companies and entrepreneurs that normally would just never pay $1,000 to move a release. That's awesome. Now, along that 24-year journey, I'm sure there were some dark moments along the way, some things that you had to overcome. Can you take us to one of those dark moments? Well, I w had a dark moment with labor. I am a terrible manager of people. You know, it's not surprising. I think a lot of people go in business for themselves because they just don't collaborate well with others. And I found that I was not happy with my employees and they wouldn't stay very long. And I hired a friend who was a HR consultant. She doesn't normally work with small businesses, but she, she was tired of hearing me at mastermind after mastermind complaining about my employees. And, uh, she, she said, the staff is good enough people are getting, you know, kudos and testimonials for great customer service. I think you're just too hard on them and you, you need to quit micromanaging. And I couldn't help myself. So in April of 2015, I told the office, I'm out of here. If you need to reach me, you can reach me by phone or email, but I, I, I'm not going to be listening into your calls anymore. I'm not gonna be standing behind you when I don't like what you're saying. And now everybody that was there at that time is still there. And that's uh, been, you know, six years, almost six years or, or so now. And so it worked. And I just realized that my strengths are marketing and strategy. My strengths are not managing people. Uh, no one is ever going to talk on the phone the exact same way you will as a marketer. And you're thinking three steps ahead. How do I want to position what I'm going to say? And I just have to be happy with the fact that my staff seems to care and do a responsible job. Now, did you, did you replace yourself in that role of managing people? Well, I, I took someone that was there and who was much senior than everyone else. And everybody always went to her and I just changed her role to managing editor instead of just regular editor and just said, you're in charge of the day-to-day -day stuff, but she's such a cheerleader and she's so friendly and everybody respects her. And it's just a completely different dynamic than me, the micromanager who was always coming to people with, ah, it's not the way I would want you to do it. And I, 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 I just realized that my strength isn't managing people and, and being there amidst them. This woman who you replaced yourself with in that role, it sounds like she's good at empowering people. And, and it, as opposed to micromanaging, she, she kind of trusts them and empowers them. She builds them up where I think I used to build them down, you know, tear yeah. them down. And uh, I, I think that that's what a, a good staff needs is someone who, you know, motivates them, gets them excited and, and, and helps them rise and continue to succeed. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I feel like that's very much a, a strengths-based approach to, you know, to leading your company is identifying the areas where you're strong and you focus there 
but then just replace yourself in the areas where you're weak. Uh, and uh, I, I find myself wishing that my kids had more of that in school as opposed to this whole idea of like, oh, well, your, your daughter's struggling with math or spelling or whatever it is. So, you know, we, we think, you know, you should put more focus there as opposed to your daughter is excelling in reading. Let's put more focus there. I, I, I really love that strengths-based approach to, you know, to building your company. Give us a little bit of advice for the, the small businesses, the entrepreneurs, who are, you know, at the time of this recording, we're about halfway through 2021. What piece of advice would you give to those small businesses? I would say to not be afraid of uh, trying PR. So many people feel like we're too small or we're not important enough. And the thing is, the journalists really like the fine little unknown discoveries. The people that do really well with us are the ones who are very transparent. They share sometimes embarrassing obstacles or things that they've, you know, mistakes they've made along the way. I always tell startups that when we do releases with embarrassing little anecdotes like that from their past, Inc. Magazine and Fast Company often pick that up. And I've been right, I think, three times where uh, someone really didn't want to come forward with it, and they did. And one of them got picked up in Inc. Magazine, one fast company in the magazine, and one fast co- uh, company online didn't get on in the paper version. But you know, I think that if you realize that journalists like to be seen as little curators, and mm-hmm. they don't like picking out the giant you know, billion dollar behemoth and write an article about them. They like picking out the little nuggets that are discoveries and the people don't know about and taking that and building out your story and sharing your story with the world uh, is a really great way to sort of, you know, get that experience out there and perhaps have a journalist who champions you and writes articles about you. And I guess at $269 per release, it's doable and, and that's the beauty of what it you've is. built. So, nice work. Hats off to you. How, c- how can our listeners stay in touch with you, Mickey? My website is ereleases.com. Um, all my social media is a lower right there. It's my direct LinkedIn. I do communicate pretty well through that. Uh, if you have any questions, you can call uh, the number on the uh, website or chat with one of the editors there. We have no salespeople. There's no quotas, no commissions. They're in powered to say, we don't think we're a good fit because sometimes people come through and we just don't think they're a good fit. I've been wrong before, but you know, often more often than not, you, you may not be a good fit. For example, the nutraceutical industry has become so regulated with the news wires that it's hard to get press releases out there in that field. And so we often advise those people that maybe PR might be too challenging for them with all of the limitations. I also have a free strategy course that I set up. I'm trying to get my customers to take it and learn how to be more strategic because I know if they do more strategic press releases, they'll get more results. They'll do more press releases. And if your visitors want to check it out, it's less than an hour long. It's at ereleases.com forward slash plan P L A N. And again, it's completely free. I am not in the course business, so I'm just trying to get people to learn more about PR and and build out some strategic stuff. Got it. So that's ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. Awesome. Well, Mickey, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your expertise with our listeners. Thanks for having me. 
So as always, check out harmanbrothers.com. Follow us here on the, on the podcast from Poop to Gold. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on the next episode. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, and most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to harmanbrothersuniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.